Can I pet that doll? Hey. Can I pet that doll? Hey. Can I pet that doll? Hey. Can I pet that doll? 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 You know what? That's why I fucks with you. I know. That's why I fucks with you. I'm the sidekick to your mayhem. Yes, you are the sidekick to my mayhem. You know? It's hard, man. Like, it's really hard to, like, have good, loyal people that, you know, are the yin to your yang. And I'm not just talking about relationship-wise. I'm talking about, you know, friends, too. You know what I'm saying? I thought you just keep me around because you like my popcorn. No, that's not the only reason I keep you around. Okay. There's so many. There's a list of reasons why I keep you around. To be honest, because I mean, growing up, I didn't make the best decisions, babe. Well, who did? Well, I'm just saying, like, when it came to certain people, like, I knew that I didn't want to be like some of the motherfuckers I was kicking it with. I really should stop hanging out with this dumbass. I think knowing who you don't want to be like is probably more important than trying to be like someone else like if you have good role models i think it's very important but i think that seeing bad things and seeing bad things happen and bad people mm-hmm. not wanting to be like them is even more powerful i agree i actually agree with that 100 percent. then it kind of goes back to how you know how one was raised as well you know what i mean like how we're raised plays a big part of how we are as children, as preteens, as young adults, and as adults, you know, as much as a lot of people don't want to admit it. Mm-hmm. It definitely, how you were raised sets the tone for how you begin your life. I think that as you get older, I think that choices come into play at a certain point. At what point? I don't know, but at a certain point, how you were raised becomes more and more irrelevant. Mm. Like you don't forget, but at a certain point, the choices that you make as an adult take over and kind of overwhelm. Okay, how I was raised was one thing. What does it have to do with now? Well, because how you were raised was kind of like the foundation. It set the tone. So when you're building a home, the foundation doesn't go away once the walls and the trusses come. You know what I'm saying? Like, it doesn't go away. It's all about, like, what you put on top of that foundation. I know some people that I grew up with, they're still in their second childhood. Mm -hmm. There's some people that I met that are still in their second childhood. And it's like they really didn't put no real walls to it. It's like... They built a house made of twigs and gummy bears and shit. Wow, not twigs and gummy bears. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How I was raised means uh, a big deal to me. You know what I mean? Thinking back to how I was grow, how I was brought up, uh, the type of household I was brought up, which you know, uh, for the for a good chunk of my life, it was a two parent household. Until I was about 11 years old. For the most part, my mom was the disciplinarian. There was also some other things going on uh, in regards to how disciplinary action worked in my home. Came up in the church for a little bit. Uh, When I became of age, my mom allowed me to make my own decisions. Um, And that was around about the time I was in middle school, maybe. As far as what I wore, Mm -hmm. how I dressed... You know, how I did my hair. Mm -hmm. So, 
you know, a lot of that stuff still is still instilled in me and it does reflect into my life as an adult. There are some things that can be broken as far as tradition is concerned. And then there's some things that you just can't break. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it feels like to be a real a real parent. Well, I'm not going to say that because the kids keep telling me not to say that um, because they do view me as being a mentor or an important person of a family along the lines of a parental figure. So I will say that I've never had the opportunity to give birth to my own kids um, in regards to how I would be with them and I'm pretty sure a lot of how I was raised will be instilled in them as well but there's still some things that I need to keep in mind Mm -hmm. if that makes sense but you you've raised four children on your own virtually from birth to adulthood yeah and I was a child when I started no help in between yeah I mean I had spurts of help you know being with someone while I was you know raising my children yeah sure a little help here and there such as that but I mean for the most part I was was the mom and the dad I was the the parent right you know and for me how I was raised you know being that my family's Jehovah's Witness of course I was raised in that so strict my parents were together you know so I was raised in a two-parent household loving very very loving parents but I wasn't allowed to even have friends, so to speak, unless they were Jehovah's Witness as well. Seriously? Yeah. I mean, of course, like in school or something, but I mean, as far as doing something out of school. Where they no. came over to the house type of yeah, thing? Yeah, like I didn't have friends coming over to the house and things like that. I didn't go out hanging out with friends or anything like that. Wow. And I always say to myself, I'm so comfortable with being by myself. Like I've always been so comfortable with not having people around or hanging around with people and <coughs> I can be in the quiet and I'm I'm good. I'm in my own head just floating around in there like do 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 you know and I think that I attribute my childhood of growing up that way to that. You know, just that's how I was raised. So that was, you know, the programming mm-hmm. in a, in a sense. Yeah. And even me thinking about it part of me I've had times where I was like okay well you know maybe I should try to be more this or be more that or you know around other people it's I I like me on my own head like you know just because everybody else doesn't really feel comfortable being in their own head doesn't mean that I shouldn't and it's so funny that you say that because even though you're the rebel and I'm the geek you grew up reading tons and tons of books all the time yeah and drawing I drew my ass off I drew all the time and I grew up playing video games and disassembling shit in my household which is why I got in trouble a lot because I seen the VCR I took it apart because I wanted to see the inner workings of it Um, also down to building my first computer myself and I used some of the parts from the VCR and shit got my ass beat for you that used shit some of the parts huh yeah i did i used <laughs> some of the parts thinking oh the vcr would still work perfectly fine <laughs> who needs these screws over here yeah who wow. needs this wow that was part of my upbringing as well i got ass whoopings mm-hmm. and i did not you i did didn't. not get spankings at all no 
at all. No. But at the end of the day, you were still a little hellion. When I got older, like when I got in my teens, and I think, you know, all teens are curious. I mean, kids yeah, are curious. absolutely. And I wasn't even, I wouldn't say a hellion, but I was just curious. Mm-hmm. And just the fear of getting in trouble was enough for me. Like, I would do something, and my father might be, just give me that look, and I'm like, in my head, I'm like, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to make him mad. <laughs> Knowing good and well, I was a daddy's girl, and I was not going to make him mad. Yeah. But, you know, just the fear of that. Yeah. But I raised my children opposite of how I was raised. In high school, for example, everybody else is, you know, hanging out, and I, I get to school on Monday morning, and everybody's talking about, oh, when they were at so-and-so's house this weekend not big parties and drugs and things like that but just hanging out and I would sit there and I'm just listening to everybody I'm like I stayed home and I read books that was all I did so I said to myself as I was having my kids I was like I wouldn't number one I didn't want just one child because my brother and my sister are so much older than me so Mm -hmm. I felt like an only child Hmm. and then I always said to myself I'm not having just one child because I don't want them to be lonely like I felt and I had siblings that I was pretty close to. Right. I was the. I am the oldest. Uh, my sister is three years younger than me, and but my brother is nine years younger than me. So as a teenager, I partied. Right. And which I did is not. crazy. And you didn't. Yeah. No. Yeah. I was no. going. Man, I was sneaking out the house, going to my, going to little <laughs> spots in Miami, just <laughs> doing my fucking thing, and it kind of got spanking from this. Well, so no, no, not at all. <laughs> No, nah, my mom knows. Mom, I think my mama know. Do my mama know? If you don't know, you know now, mama. I'm grown. I'm too grown for that. We can talk it out. But, <laughs> but yeah, like I was at I was at house parties. I was hanging out. I didn't snuck out many a times. My god sister going to hang out and shit. Like you know. And I raised my kids thinking I never want them to have to feel like they had to do that. Mm-hmm. So I was always lenient. Of course, I was a disciplinarian, but I didn't spank my children like that. I didn't, you know, wasn't strict with them. I wanted to know who their friends were. You know what I mean? I wanted a balance, you know? Yeah. And it's like me knowing that they were going to do what they wanted to do. I knew that if I wanted to do it, I was going to do it. And I knew that every other child was like that. So I knew better to guide them mm. and help them make good decisions rather than tell them they can't do it. They're going to do it. If they want to do it, they're going to do it. Fair enough. And I just took it from my own childhood and from the things that I, you know, didn't have when I was raised. As a parent, how did you know that what you were doing was going to work? Didn't. I didn't. Just like you think that you're doing what you're supposed to do, being strict, and they're going behind your back and doing things that are really, really like bad for them at the time right so you can't control it i just feel like number one it's not your job to control your children you're Mm -hmm. supposed to guide your children not control them right i'm not here to control them i never wanted to control them well don't get me wrong you know what i mean my mom always had an open door policy with us so we could talk to her about stuff one thing i will say as a teenager even to this day as an adult like i've never been into drugs Mm -hmm. i'm I'm smoking weed like i've never done any of that me neither you know what I mean? And people don't believe me when I say it. I didn't drink until I was over the age of 21, so I didn't drink for the first time until I was of legal age. 
So even though I was a partier as a teenager and I wanted to hang out and I liked hanging out with older people, mm-hmm. I was still never influenced to do some shit that I didn't want to do. Right. Does that make sense? Right. So, I mean, even though I got whoopings as a kid, even though my mom was strict on certain things... I still got the chance to live a little. Mm -hmm. I still had no interest in doing all of the shit the rest of my friends were doing. So she did instill some pretty good values in in me, even as a teenager. Right. You know what I mean? How much do you think that you got from her, her influence, just from her leading an example? Um... Just watching her, like, don't get me wrong, I was mischievous. I really was. Were? Yeah, I were. Sorry, you, I were you, you, mischievous. You were, no, as I fuck. mean you were, like, as in you're not. Oh now. yeah, yeah. I thought you were like okay. Gram- pulling no, a grammarly on I my ass. I wasn't being a grammar Nazi. Okay. <laughs> um, I, I watched my mom like after my mom's divorce when I was around about eleven uh, for my dad. I realized how amazing she truly was how she was able to keep everything together Mm -hmm. raising three kids by herself working two jobs my mom loved to dance and and when i say dance i don't mean as in the performing arts of stripping (laughs) i mean as in going out to the clubs and strutting her stuff and you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. she loves yeah she loved to dance and she would go out with her friends and dance and she would still work two jobs and still made Christmas That's how amazing. That's she kept her sanity. Yeah, she still made Christmas amazing. She still paid for our, um, for everything that we need when it came to school, from clothes to shoes. Like, she still made it happen. Mm-hmm. And she still managed to get us into a nice home mm-hmm. on a better side of town. Mm-hmm. All by herself. Yeah. So, when I saw that, it kind of made me want to step up a little bit and stop being such a mischievous little brat. Little brat. Yes. <laughs> a lot of me was like, I want to be like my mom. Mm-hmm. And I remember telling her that at some point. Mom, I want to be like you. And, you know, one of the best things she's ever said to me is, don't be like me, be better than me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I want my children to be better than me. I want them to be smarter than me, be better than me. And I think they are. Listen, I mean, your kids, I'm the our kids are awesome. I am the hellion slash heathen of all four <laughs> of my children. They're so nice and mild-mannered. They don't take no shit. No, they but don't. But they are nice people. And then I come along. They're, they're nice titans. Yes. Because they're all tall. They're nice <laughs> really titans. Really tall. Yeah. 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 What, what would you say was one of the hardest things that you dealt with raising four kids on your own i don't even have to think about this helping them with their homework (laughs) i swear that's the worst part of being a parent helping the little children with their homework really i can't stand it i'm having a flashback i'm having i'm sweating be the sweat on my forehead i'm I'm, I'm triggered the homework is the worst part but you know too even being a parent when they're small, you don't know. You, you all the time you feel like a bad parent. You really? feel like a yeah. I, I do. You feel like a bad parent the entire time. Yeah, and it's for me not until they got older as adults, yeah. and I was able to sit back and I said to myself, you know what, I actually did a good job. You remember uh, what the comedian Sam J said in her special on Netflix? Mm-mm. 
she was like, um, and don't um, I can't quote her exactly, but basically she was like, if your children grow up and they survive being uh, children, being young adults, and they be, and they actually make it to adulthood, and they still love you and tell you that they love you and they thank you, then you did an awesome job. Yeah. If they die in the process, you're a fucked up parent. <laughs> <laughs> that's what she said or something along those lines of what she said i mean if you didn't die as in you didn't leave them somewhere by mistake like home alone if you never left your kid alone going on vacation like home alone then you're a good parent yeah but yeah wait no i got left alone a lot i was okay, a lot well, key kid well that's different that was on purpose <laughs> I'm talking about my mistake. Like, oops, we're just in Hawaii. Don't we? Aren't we missing somebody? That's what I'm talking about. I, I see. I see. Even my older two, like I could leave them alone when they were younger. Now, the these younger two, I wasn't leaving them alone at home. Why not? They probably would have let somebody in. They probably would have beat them up. They would have let them in to beat them up. Yeah, probably. Oh my. Yeah, gosh. they they were ridiculous. My older two were very. Okay, I'm going to run to the store. Don't move from this couch. Watch TV. I come back. I don't know what they did while I wasn't there, but when I got back, they were sitting in the same spot. Okay. The younger two, I wasn't going to do that. Gotcha. Maybe because I was older and I knew better, but I don't know. Maybe the times were different. I don't know, but I didn't do that with the younger two. So let me ask you a, a hard question now. Okay. Like, um, all parents want the best for their kids. Mm-hmm. I know that in some way, shape, or form, you see yourself in your children. Yeah. So, have you ever encouraged your children to go down a specific path that you didn't go down because you were such a young parent at the age of 16? Mm-hmm. So, was there ever a time where you wanted to try to send them in a direction where they kind of picked up from where you left off at the age of 16? Um, I wouldn't say where I left off and they picked up I don't I can't think of a time anything like that occurred but even times when I think we as parents we want to of course we want the best for our kids but then we we think okay well I didn't get a chance to do this I didn't get a chance to do that we see the potential in our kids they can easily do this or that so we encourage them to do something that we didn't do is that what you're talking about something mm -hmm. like that yeah yeah I mean you know, I didn't go to formal college and things like that. I think it would have been easy if I had just, you know, really encouraged them all. They must go to college. They must, you know, do something like that just because I didn't. But no, I, I, I wouldn't do that. Even with Dedrick being in the military, he first told me and I was like, mm -mm, no, no, okay. that's a no. Because when I was in high school, I wanted to be in the army so bad. I wanted to be in the army, but I got pregnant, so that wasn't happening. Right. But why'd you tell him no? Um, because I felt like there's really no place for a, a man of color doing defending this country that just really give a shit about him. Yeah, none whatsoever. Mm -hmm. But then he came back to me. I don't know, it was a, probably almost a year later, and he told me again. I said to myself, you know what? Who am I to tell him, or not tell him, but I didn't, I wasn't going to tell him no. That's what he wants to do. Let him do it. Okay. If, so the first time you were like, no, but the then the second like, time you were like, but yeah, I support, I support you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Fair Cause enough. it's, it's what he wanted to do. Yeah. He's not hurting anybody. 
It's what he wants to do. It's his life. It's I'm not going to live my life through my kids. I still have life to live. So if I want to go do something, I need to go do it and stop putting it on them as if they need to do it. And I think right. a lot of times that's what parents do. They see what they didn't do. Oh, my children need to do this. My children need to do that. No, what your children need to do is enjoy their own life. You need to support them in what they want to do. If they're not hurting anyone, then let them do it. Or themselves. Or themselves. Right. Yeah. If they want to be a musician or be this or be that or an artist or do whatever they want to do. Just because they don't want to go down a formal route or whatever. Who cares? Let them be happy. Like if more people were happy in this world, we wouldn't be having the problems we have now. You got a point there, sister. Right on. <laughs> Truth be told, a lot of parents um, look in their children's eyes and they see a second chance for themselves. Right. And, and that's not right. Right. I knew from the time I gave birth to them that they were going to do things sometimes that I didn't necessarily see as what they should be doing or necessarily approve of per se or whatever. But I said to myself when they were little, it's not going to be me that deters them from following whatever dream they have. Right. As long as there's nothing that's going to be harmful in the way. And that's why I love you. You're supportive all around. You're supportive when it comes to your children, and you're definitely supportive to your mate. And that's something that I can genuinely appreciate. I'm glad you appreciate that. Absolutely. I'm glad you recognize it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I knew that, you know, my mom wanted better for me. I mean, the plan was for me to go off to college to become an architect. But at the time, I didn't know of any women architects, and that kind of held me back when it shouldn't have because I had a strong black woman in my life um well strong black women in my life from my mom to my sister to uh my godparents and my cousins you know Mm -hmm. I had a lot of strong black women in my corner so that shouldn't have been the reason but overall I just wanted to travel Mm -hmm. and I felt like school was going to take up so much time and so much effort that I wouldn't be able to enjoy some of the things that I have enjoyed. And that's, that wasn't true. Mm-hmm. It wasn't true. It was just the excuse that I needed mm-hmm. to let me not go back to college or traveling, not finish college. I feel like traveling when you're older gives you a completely different experience from traveling when you're younger. When you travel when you're younger and you experience things, it molds how you perceive life. Yeah, because you are introduced to a plethora of different people individuals experiences uh personalities yeah it definitely does it it opens the fuck out of your eyes that's for sure because my eyes had seen the light after living in new york my time in new york my eyes had seen the light if your eyes don't open in new york then you're blind (laughs) you just ain't got no eyes (laughs) Basically, basically. And me growing up in New York, Mm -hmm. I feel like gave, it it laid a groundwork for me. Even though I came to Florida when I was small, when I was about 10, almost 11, but still growing up there, I'm grateful for having that experience of, you know, seeing so much as younger. Right. I wonder how I'd be different if I grew up there, even maybe 10 more years, Mm -hmm. but... For the time I spent, 
Nice. And on another note, like, I applaud you for raising four children by yourself. And they're all great. None of them are in jail. None of them are on drugs. You know what I'm saying? You have... They're good people. They are good people. They're genuine people. And they're loving all around. Mm -hmm. That's why I have gray hair. Is that why you have gray hair? Mm -hmm. That's why I have gray hair. They gave you gray hair? They gave me gray hair. How? But I'm glad because I, I think the gray hair sucks. They don't even look like they gave you all that much of a problem. No, they didn't. They didn't give me problems. No. They you really had, didn't. I'm pretty sure you had your ways. You had your look. You are somewhat intimidating and frightening to oh, most. heavens no. Yeah, you know, she not are. Me. Yes, you are. <laughs> <laughs> well, not being a spanking parent, I had to be creative. Yeah, you did. I had to give them that look. Yeah, I pinched them up quite a few times. I would oh, pinch. So, oh. I would take a little skin. If you're listening in, child services. <laughs> if you're listening in, too late now. You can come name, get them. Her name is Poison Ivy. Mm-hmm. Come get them. Come get them. <laughs> All four of them. They adults now, so it doesn't exactly even matter. Anymore. <laughs> it doesn't even matter. Like um, that balance has been very important. You know, balance was, and I don't know if you guys just not just to kind of go here. I don't know if you guys notice, but I mean, I haven't been able to really speak much on it because I haven't been co-parenting that long. Um, I'm still learning, you know. I'm still trying to figure things out. You know, we've talked about having a little one, another little one. I know the kids support it; they want it to happen. They want it so bad. Yeah, they do. But I've just been speaking from the perspective of being a kid, which we've all been a kid. Life doesn't always seem fair. You know, we all come from different backgrounds. Um, For those that know Poison Ivy, they know how savage like she can be. You know, not realizing she was damn near raised like an only child. Mm -hmm. That read books. Yeah, read books and drew. Right. Mm -hmm. And... I was out here fucking shot, 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 shot. I'm kidding. And people who know us would think, well, people who don't know us would, would think, think our stories is opposite. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I wasn't drinking. I wasn't doing shots, you guys. I, I, I can't do brown liquor. I am a square. I couldn't even see you doing a shot now. Yeah, I can do a shot now, but I would sip it. I would sip it. I will That's fucking babysit the That's fuck out of it. actually not a shot. Yeah, well, whatever. It was in a shot what glass. What would you be shooting in that little glass? Wine cooler? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. A mixer. She's going to do a shot with the wine cooler. Okay. <laughs> They're smearing off ice in that wine, in that little shot glass. Okay. <laughs> this is coming from the person that doesn't drink or smoke I don't drink at all. at all. I don't smoke. Never have put any kind of smoky thing in my mouth i don't do edibles i've never tried i've tried any an of that edible. stuff i tried a half of one i think you'd be hilarious you think i'd be hilarious? Like, yo you gotta you gotta talk to my bestie about that story oh my gosh maybe i can get my bestie on here to tell the story of when i tried my first edible i just well, want to tell people of an edible by the way if you have friends who don't drink and they tell you they don't drink don't tell them oh i got a drink you would probably like you would like this drink people who don't drink don't drink for a reason some people are recovering alcoholics i'm not but some people are i just don't like liquor i think it stinks i think it tastes disgusting stop telling people that you have a drink that they'll like 
just because you like it. I really it's thought, fruity, and I you really, like I really thought she'd like a mimosa. That's I was gross. so wrong. Because she loves orange juice. Why would I ruin orange juice with liquor in it? That's gross. It's not liquor. It's champagne. Huh? Ugh, There's a difference. God. There's no. a difference. Mm-mm. That's gross. That's disgusting. No. First of all, wine tastes like wet, dry. What? Wet, dry. It tastes like you're licking cardboard. Wine. It's disgusting. Champagne is like this, well, like beer is like this frothy, weird, it's disgusting. It's horrible. How do you know these things if you've never tried them? When I was younger, I'll never forget my father one time let me drink some beer. He would oh, cut beer the is grass. gross. It's, it's horrible. At yeah. the time, I enjoyed it. Beer is like cold or hot piss, when depending was, on how you like wow, it. cold or hot piss. That's what beer is like. Wow. I'm not a beer fan. I'm not a beer fan either. I don't see how anyone is. I mean, when I was like younger, I, 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 I enjoyed with a Dos Equis here and there. A few what? A Dos Equis? A Dos Equis. Here and there. I've heard of it. But, I mean, since we've been together, you've never seen me drink one. No. But if I had, if I had to, you know, if, it was, just you like, if it was there, it has to be like a cup of champagne and pass out. Listen, don't it. be putting my business it. out there like I that. I said it. Oh, my gosh. My liquor is Pepsi. Yeah, that is Pepsi your that rocks. is your drug of choice. Actually. Yes, that is my drug of choice. Pepsi. <laughs> a nice, cold, icy Pepsi. Nonetheless, if you could give some parents that might be listening out there any advice um it doesn't matter if they ask for it or not this is our podcast we say what the fuck we want and if you don't like it don't listen period but nonetheless if you could give some parents some advice out there because just based on what you've said like you've done an amazing job and you didn't beat your kids you didn't manipulate your children there's people out there that's being there's kids out there being manipulated by their parents and and you know of some of these people personally. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If there was some advice that you could give, what would it be? I would say don't be so hard on yourself. If you're doing the best that you can, if you're not doing the best you can, do the best you can. Because you're probably a better parent than you give yourself credit for. And like I said, unfortunately, sometimes it's hard to see it when your children are younger. And you don't see it until they're older. Mm-hmm. But I would also tell people be creative don't raise your children necessarily how you were raised or how people think that you're supposed to raise your child how society says exactly you have to do this with your child you have to spank them you have to do this be creative and if your child has a hobby or something that they really show interest in nurture it because you never know where that's going to take them. Nurture each one of your children. If you have multiple children, I know it gets hard. I know. But nurture their, nurture their interests. No I matter like what that. it is. Nurture their interests. And just like a flower, like with a plant. You take a plant out of its natural environment. You don't expect it's going to grow if you put it in your sink. You have to make the environment as close to its natural environment in order for it to thrive. Right. And that's how you have to treat a child. Very well said, babe. Because you have definitely taught me a lot as being a co-parent. You have done. Because of all the things that you've taught me, I've seen, I've legit saw the toxicity 
based on how I was raised, how I kind of like led my life, I saw that shit leave from my body like steam from hot ass ramen noodles. <laughs> wow, that's hot. Yeah. Have yeah. you got burned by a hot ramen noodle? Yeah, I have. That's hot. Yeah. Like, and I, I saw it just lift away from me and it was just like, wow, like, okay, things are actually going to be okay. And they need to make better, their own decisions. They need to, right. They need to make their own mistakes. So let them, mm-hmm. let them mm-hmm. stop trying to stop everything all the damn time. Right. You know? Yeah. When you know better, you do better. True. Well, it has definitely been a pleasure. It has. And, and once again, I'm Poindexter. And I'm Poison Ivy. And you are just in tune with Rebel and the Geek. We will see y'all the next time. Peace. Later.